1: Monday, December 7th, and this is season five, episode 14 of the Four Star Spurs podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. With me this week, we have Tommy.
2: What's up? Greetings,
3: everyone.
1: And John. Lovely to be with you as always. Yeah, I'm excited about this conversation. It's been, I I think, a fairly decent week in in Spurs land, and I think we're going to roll right into that conversation. on the back of a question that we got. And I think that question is going to lead to more questions before we even start talking about this Arsenal match, which is how we're going to start the conversation. But let's start with a question on Twitter from uh, luck of Lucian. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: His question is who is Tim Sherwood? And why is he so right that I'm not enjoying being top of the league? I'm assuming uh, the first part of the question was actually in jest who mm-hmm. though. For those who don't know, I should despise the guy. Um, he was previous our manager before Mauricio Pochettino. No,
0: no, no. He was he was interim manager. He was interim. never full manager.
2: Interim. He was no. Him. He was. It was, was? have contract. Right. They gave him like six months. Uh, oh, that's yeah, right. I think. and then they kept him. Uh, that's right. right yes. sorry. <laughs> but um, Lucian, I'm assuming you were talking about the Talk Sport quotes that he had earlier today. So, if anybody wants to look this up, there's a link on Talk Sport. It's uh, headline: Jose Mourinho has brainwashed Tottenham players into winners. As Tim Sherwood hails Spurs boss for creating cartel. I'll just give a few quotes. Um, you can only care about thirty percent possession if you end the season without silverware. Uh, they played on the front foot for five years, and what did they get for it? They pan the back when they look at their trophy cabinet. There's nothing in there since 2008. They need to start winning trophies and. Tw- 20 major trophies. Um, Let's see. Ah, In terms of brainwashing, the players are brainwashed. They are enjoying. Now, Harry Kane had one shot goal. You would think that he would want to get the ball and have more touches in the opposition box. But he's not like that after the game. He's realized he's come to the stage of his career where he needs to start winning. If they win something, the fans won't care, and neither will the players. Jose has them believing. Why wouldn't you believe a serial winner? If he told them to go and stand on their head for five minutes, they would do it.
1: I, and I think that's like a really f- f- fair analysis. I actually don't horrendously disagree with Tim Sherwood here. I, I, I think we are kind of a, a squad that's uh, um, uh, figured out that there's a certain thing that you can do to win matches that isn't always the same type of free-flowing, pretty – game that you're we were used to playing under pochettino but um also it's he's demonstrating that this can be pretty effective as well and i think the players are buying into it uh, which i don't think is a bad thing what do you guys think yeah i'm not sure whether
3: uh, sherwood was complaining or not quite honestly i mean his his comments seem to have a bit of double edge to him I mean, he's a bitter and twisted guy who can't get a job in management. So, you mm. <laughs> know, the only way he's going to get any coverage is if he makes controversial comments. And uh, he's making controversial comments, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, turn him off.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and I don't even think they're that controversial. It's uh, There's a lot of truth to them, but, um, but he's also, yeah, he, he's bitter about how Spurs treated him. So, it's coming off with that tone to it, certainly. What do you think, Scott? Uh, well, he's...
0: I I agree. Um go ahead John. What do you think?
1: No,
3: I was going to say I th- I think Sherwood uh, privately is still taking credit for Kane.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: I think that's probably very true as a matter of fact. Um he's he's not one to 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 not puff up his achievements. He's he could probably be a pretty pretty good coach except he's got this Ego that he totes around, and then I think that gets in the way of a lot of things. Um, but as far as yeah, I mean, I agree with it, What everybody has said already, um, I, I don't see much wrong with that. Those comments at all.
2: I mean, yeah, it's kind of. I mean, we're all in agreement. I would say, um, but this may be one of the few times that I've ever agree with Tim Sherwood. I mean, ever ever since he, I've ever heard him speak or do interviews, he's pretty much a straight shooter and speaks his mind, whether you like it or not. Yeah. In this example, I've, I just happen to agree with him. So, yeah. I mean, we're in uncharted territory leading the league for more than, more than like, a day. So, I think, I mean... More than not a couple hours.
1: It, yeah. it, we're going on three weeks now, yeah. yeah. Three
2: weeks. So, so knock on wood, if we did win titles, or a title or trophies this season, does anybody care? Probably not. I mean, did anybody did Leicester fans care that they played counter-attacking football? Probably not. They knew that it was their probably one of their one shots to get the job done. They did. Or other examples are in uh, 2004 in the Euros with Greece, played very defensive football. They won it. Or Denmark in '92, same thing. So. Do any
1: of those teams care? No. Yeah, no. And, uh, and Denmark was really famous for that type of defensive play. So good point, Tommy. But um, I think probably uh, what we'll roll into to continue this conversation. I think Kyle mates next, and then we'll go to Shubes before we talk. Really go dig into the Arsenal game because uh, we got three very good questions. But I think Kyle mates uh, leads into the best the conversation best now. Uh, so let's go with Kyle mates.
2: Uh, is Jose Ball sustainable for the entire season? Can our players stay fit? Will opponents eventually figure it out?
1: Um, I, I'll tackle that first. As far as um, is it sustainable, I think it's it's very sustainable. I think that's the whole point of Jose Ball. Like we rotate for those league matches, that we have enough firepower to play in a Europa League match, and then still field our strong squad for the. Um, um, for the league matches. Um, we're playing defensive, so you're not working as hard. You're not running constantly. It's more short breaks, so you're saving your players' legs. You're rotating Harry Kane much better than, than Pochettino did. I think this is way more sustainable than what we, what we had under Pochettino. So um, I, I don't even see the Jose Ball being a sustainable I- issue. I think it's designed to be that way. Um, John? Yeah, I mean, why is this any more difficult to be sustainable than any other style?
3: Um, They're out there for 90 minutes running around. They're going to be doing that no matter what uh, uh, formation they're put into. So there's there's no reason why they shouldn't be sustainable.
1: Yeah. Uh, Tommy?
2: Yeah, I think aside from the rotation of the squad, the other biggest thing that should be discussed is how they train. They're not being run ragged like Herb Brooks style. where the legs want to fall off to build off endurance. Jose's, I mean, he's still training them hard, but he's not where you're like huffing air and want to die at the end. So that's another thing where he knows that the season, it's a marathon. So he's not extending them when it's not needed as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good, good point. Um, uh, John? John? Yeah, I mean the other thing is,
3: um, he said, you know, are we going to stay injury free? I think was one of the quite uh, one of the questions so. there. Um, well, we don't know, do we? I mean, that's <laughs> it's a bit of a daft question, really. De- yep, uh, Kane's going to get injured on Sunday, and then we'll Shut be up. screwed. You know, yeah. I mean. What,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, to, to be fair, I think um, when you're running people that ragged, you increase the risk of of injuries because tired legs uh, you're more likely to uh to, to maybe stumble do something dumb like and pull pull a, a muscle in a weird spot if you're uh if you're if you're you're fatigued from running so much um i think when you save your players you rotate your squad a bit more you're definitely lowering the risk of injury and you're you're not throwing hurricane out there for um on a Thursday night to um, um, to run the risk of injury against a team that's not as good of a, at us and is probably making some unnecessary hard tackles at times just uh, uh, because they're trying to keep up with us um, so that's a good point yeah i mean i i I think jose ball is very sustainable uh, um i I don't see sustainability as the issue it's uh, or, or injury risk I think it's a matter of uh, th- th- this is a system that's more built to be able to Win tournaments, or, or uh, maybe sustain in a league. It, it's what he knows how to do, and I, I think we're, we're getting used to it because it's not necessarily our style. But, uh, but, uh, but I think it's been entertaining. Uh, Scott, any thoughts before we go to uh, Shub's no, question? You,
0: you guys
2: covered it.
1: <laughs> um, so Tommy, let's go to Shub's question. And just roll right into it. We'll knock all three of those out, and then we'll talk about the Arsenal game.
2: Sure. Uh, Shoes posted a question on Facebook, Um, one for myself and Nate. Uh, Nate's not on today, of course. Um, Rick, our friend British Rick, um, who's taking a little bit of a break, said, we'll know how much shit uh, Sky chat at the best of times, but given the larger budgets of who shitty and the chavs, do we have to be there or... Do so we have to be ECW to their WCW? Um, where he says ECW to WCW means sp- play within our or spend within our means instead of being like overspending on players. But he did post a screenshot. Um, and this is in reference to Jamie Redknapp and uh, Graham Soonis having an interview on Sky Sports. If you want to look this up after you listen, um, just search go on Sky Sports Football's uh, YouTube channel. It's called It's Not Easy to Watch. And the question or the quote is, um, Graham Soon is run, running with Redknapp's idea that any of the Spurs players might not be enjoying the football they're asked to play under Mourinho. While it might not be always throwing the watch, this, may, this seems a strange time to raise the issue. Spurs have not, having just gone top of the Premier League by being the most hated rivals, Um, They do boast the best defensive record in the Premier League and behind only Chelsea for goals scored. They also scored a goal of the season contender today. Pretty sure they're all happy enough right now that the evidence of this almost psychotically committed performance itself wasn't enough to prove the point. Surely the numbers do.
1: Uh, John looks like he wants to tackle this first. Yeah, well, firstly, there were
3: far too many W's in that question. But apart from that, um, I've... (laughs) I've never I've never known a footballer come off the field after a win and say, oh, God, bloody hell. What a terrible thing we did today. I had to do this that stuff that I was told and I didn't like doing it. I mean, you come off the field after a win and you and you feel great. And I think that's uh, that the momentum that we've got right now is that we're winning. And. Um, the question is, are we winning the right way? Well, I'm sorry, but that's a, that's a kind of an odd conversation for a Spurs uh, forum. Uh, usually it's, why are we losing? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, we're, so we're winning and we're winning, doing uh, playing different formations against different teams. I like that we're playing different players. I like that. As far as the money thing is concerned with uh, Manchester City, I wouldn't uh, I would put our squad up against their squad. I mean, that's in the past, that's been an issue with us. Have we got the money to get a full squad there? Whereas right now we've got two players in every position, and if they bring any of those two on at any time, I'm happy. So I think we're I think we're in a good position. I think we've got happy players and um, and, and I can't see them complaining about how we're playing.
0: I think the only I think the only real person that might be complaining at this point is Delhi. but he he put himself into that position. So, I, I mean, the, everybody else seems to be enjoying the fact that the team is winning, you know, that the team is doing well, not necessarily is, you know, X doing this or X doing that. Um, but I, I, I agree with what what John said. It just doesn't. Yeah, go ahead,
1: Anthony. i I, well, think I, was, I lost it. <laughs> well, I, I was just going to say that we we haven't heard Harry King complaining that he's not getting as many goals because he's playing this Jose style. Um, like he seems to be more than happy to be setting up son and scoring those goals because we're coming away with the wins and like it's it it's work. It's like Harry seems happy to be able to show that he's got other skills. Like he loves to be able to. Um, anytime they say that he's not good at something, he wants to prove that he's good at that thing. And and I think
0: right now, I think he really wants to be on you know and known at the top of of these lists. He wants that goal scoring record. He wants the assist record. He wants. That's why he you know he'll do anything just so that you know it's like that it's that that other thing. But.
2: Sorry, go ahead,
1: Tom. No, yeah, go ahead, Tommy.
2: Yeah, t- um, based off of like Jerry Red or Jamie Red. Jerry yep. Red.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's Wanda Jamie dogs.
3: Jamie's younger brother. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but uh, so for me, I think it's a load of crap, of course, because I saw I watched the video earlier this morning, and when Shoop sent that to me, I'm like, or posted that, I'm like, I know what he's talking about. Tim Sherwood. I think he kind of proved the point. Like, body language tells everything. He's had one um, coming off the field after a game. So, I mean, that should really say everything. But here's the other thing. In terms of playing style, I'm like, nobody cares. I mean, Sp- traditionally Spurs fans, they want us to play attractive football. For me, I'm all about, you know, pragmatism, I guess, where I'm like, I just want to get shit done. Get it done, whatever. And we're doing that right now. So, and I, I was actually looking through the U- YouTube comments from that Jamie Rednat video. This is actually, a, a, I think it's actually apropos. Uh, he said, just like one Portuguese coach, Jorge Simao, said one day about beautiful and pragmatic football, I'm at a pub and I start chatting with this gorgeous girl. We spend hours talking to each other. She laughs. I laugh. Both of us are having a great time. Then." There comes a guy who we will call Jose. With just four or five words, Jose takes the girl home. In the end, you know who won, don't you? I mean, this is, I mean, let, it be, with the way Jose has everything set up, I mean, it's, it's very appropriate for this. I'm like, it's the end result. Is any, like, for our, team, any, oh, sorry, I'll be quick, Scott. Any trophy <laughs> or title that we win under Jose. Is anybody going to say, thirty years down the line, hey, we did win that title. But we played really shitty football. <laughs> that's, that's everybody... That goes right into what I was going to say. I was going to say, if you, if you, I'm sure
0: there are the the people that just, you know, I, oh, this isn't Spurs. This isn't Spurs. I, you know, I grew up in the '60s. I grew up in the '70s. Blah, blah, blah. I, I, but you know, I guarantee if any of those people would rather go back to, you know, the mid early nineties spurs and play attractive football and lose all the time or be number one weeks, you know, on a roll with some of the best players in the world. I, I would, I would think they
2: needed to be locked up at this point. Yeah. yeah, They're they're just just being a curmudgeon.
1: Yeah. I I don't understand uh, it. And granted it's because I grew up in the United States and and I've been only been following this club for probably the last ten years, so I'm a relative newbie. But I I don't understand that like you're so worried about the style. It, it it's the results, and it, it's fun to watch a win, regardless of um, whether the the play was as free flowing as you might have wanted it to be. Um, but it's a it's a conversation we're going to be having, I think, for for a long time. Let's let's have one more point from John, and then we got to go into this Arsenal match. Yeah, well,
3: I, I'm just going to say what was uh, what? What could people complain about in the style and the two goals that we scored? My goodness, that was fantastic football, champagne football. Um, yeah, so we defended and we defended extremely well, but we had our breaks. So I think it's kind of fun to watch. It's a, you know, I think if you've got a Tottenham mentality that's been there because you've been watching them for forty years, you get a bit nervous when we're defending, but. Um, I'm gradually getting myself out of that position, and I'm enjoying the fact that we have uh, the best defence we've had in a long time, and it shows. And um, and we're playing well. That's uh, that to me. What it's is what it's all about.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to roll into the conversation of Arsenal, and and we did defend well. So this was a match that um, that we came out. We got the the first goal. We later got the 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 second goal. And we were able to hold that lead. And now we certainly conceded a lot of the possession. Arsenal had uh, 69% of the possession. Um, We still had more shots on target than them, three three with our six total shots. They had 11 shots, but only two of them on target. Um, So they they had more of the ball, and I think that's what made this match a little nerve-wracking. But uh, people can't argue with the results, and the results were certainly there in this match. Um, what, what was what was uh, what was your impressions? It looks like John has his hand up first. Um, I thought the game was
3: uh, was terrific. Always good to win a North London derby. Um, I thought they played extremely well. They defended extremely well, and uh, they showed a lot of flair in the uh, in the counter attacking. That was obviously the plan for the day. Um, I don't think it's going to be Mourinho's plan for every game. But he saw something about that that was going to work on uh, Sunday, and it did. Um, superb goals by uh, Kane and Son, uh, both of which could be in uh, the goal of the month company, you know, top goal of the month competitions, and um, just a terrific, terrific performance all round. I loved it.
1: Well, and let's talk about that first goal. I mean, so that was uh, it was on a break, and uh, um, and Harry once again has the ball at midfield. Finds Sun on a run, and it looks like the defenders are going to be able to get back into place, but they give Sun a whole lot of space, and he's able to curve in towards the goal uh, from the the, the the left side to- towards the center and gets the gets the shot off in the perfect part of the net. I could have been any more beautiful. Scott?
3: No, I, I don't think it could, but a lot of credit has to go to Regulant. Who um, made the run on the outside took the defender with him, um, which opened up the space. The defender that was supposed to cover Song did not move forward and cover him, That, but he would have had two defenders on him had uh, Regulon not made that run. And I think that all credit to him for that. That was fantastic.
1: No, a good shout. I forgot that part of the story, and that, that was a, a very, very important part with Re- Regulon making that, that run. And if he doesn't, then. Um, perhaps it doesn't uh, play out the way it did. Um, and, and, and that's what's working well about this squad right now. Everybody seems to, to re- really get what they're supposed to be doing. Um, uh, what did you think, uh, Scott, Tommy? Scott, I, what's up, Scott?
0: I went into this game and all through it, I never felt like it was in jeopardy. And I, and I don't know why. Maybe that's because of the way I'm feeling now, but or but I, I I went in thinking, nah, there's no way, there's just there's no way. And then when once the game started, it was still, nah, this is fine, I'm fine. And I did I did, I got really excited for Son's goal, um, and 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 I did sort of get excited for Kane's, but uh, I watch uh, the games with. Uh, rick um on my phone so he, depending on the the game sometimes he's ahead and sometimes i'm ahead and uh i you know depending on and who's ahead they have to like subdue themselves a little bit and so the first one i gave away immediately i was like ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then he, and then he uh you know and then Twenty and ten seconds later, he he finally saw it, and then the cane the cane goal. I I, I, I kind of remember myself going... <laughs> and sort of just just tensing up. Um, he didn't catch on, which is good because he got to see it. <laughs> yeah. but uh, I never felt I never felt like it was in jeopardy, and and uh, that's great. I, I it's I need to rewatch it, but I it was I, I almost. It was a great
2: game. It was
1: I, I it think, was I think Tommy next on this.
2: Yeah, um, John pointed out earlier two great goals. I can't deny that as well. But yeah, based on what Scott said. I mean, we had an early goal or an early goal, and then we had another one. Like I call it like the. I I don't have a term for it, but it's like that zone where, like, you want to score a goal between the 40th and 50th minute because it just demoralizes other teams. <laughs> because it's, like, right before you come in to locker room or right out, you're like, oh, crap.
0: So,
2: <laughs> I mean, Arteta did light a fire in Arsenal's ass, uh, pun intended, uh, right after... Or for halftime, like, they are coming out pretty strong. But, as Scott was saying, I wasn't concerned either. Like, I was looking on, BBC, or on the BBC analysis they said that there was 24 crosses um, by Arsenal. Like, every time it happened, I'm like, ah, we got this. It, like, the way the defense played kind of had me confident, like, during the Jan Vertonghen and Toby all the days. We're like, oh, we got this. No big deal. And for me, I was very relaxed. And I don't know. It was just, I know we played defense. Like, I'm a defensive guy to begin with. Like, I just like watching that, even though, you know, scoring, of course, is fun. But it's just the way we did it. It, it was something that we sh- it should have happened for West Ham in the second half. It didn't. But this time, you know, we learned our lesson. But, yeah. But also, side note, I forgot to mention this earlier, even though John and I discussed it, but props to John for prediction. He predicted everything correctly. So, and for those who don't know, I actually keep track. Of all the predictions and john right now i think he vaulted his way up to first place in the overall point so kudos to you
3: hey when you're good you're good <laughs> you know i i gotta say i was talking to an arsenal fan friend of mine in the uk today and he talked about the fact that he said yeah we put 24 crosses in he said why do we do that we haven't got anybody that could put the ball in from a cross and um I think that's uh, that kind of sums it up. Yeah, they were putting a lot of crosses in, but they weren't giving us any trouble because they didn't have a big, strong fella up front with a with a who could get his head on him.
1: Uh, it it seems like uh, well, and in, in this is their supposed to be their coach of the the future, right? He's supposed to be the one that's going to be leading them into uh, uh, the next generation of players, rebuilding this Arsenal squad and. And I just – I'm not seeing uh, what his plan is. Uh, um, like Rick, Rick, said,
0: Rick actually said it re- brilliantly. Sorry during the no, no, Go for it, Scott. Go uh, ahead. Uh, it, Rick said it brilliantly. He said that uh, Arsenal are set up to be a crossing team. But they when they started to build the crossing team, they sold Giroud. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like you're building towards this, and then you have the one guy who is – you know, is is brilliant at doing just that, and you sell him. Like, yeah, okay. and because
3: it was it was Wenger that got rid of him. Um, but yeah, he's banging goal, a goal a game in for Chelsea, um, and he's just what they need. So you're right; they they really screwed up. So ha, huh. okay.
2: yeah. <laughs> and we are better for it. <laughs> yeah,
1: and he's even the type of guy that you can change up your t- like a guy like Drew. You can change up your team's style too, like you can be playing, at the, if you start them, you're you're, you're playing with those crosses and, and air balls, trying to bang them in that way. And then if you need to bring uh, somebody fast in late in the match with tired legs, uh, um, like a Lacazette or a Obama yang you could do that later on. Like you, Or vice versa. You could start off with the speedy legs and and uh, bring the Drew in late. I, it didn't make sense to, to sell him to me unless he really wanted to leave. But... It, it seems like they've made some mistakes there, and I and I'm loving it. And when you look Is at that gap, that's okay with me? Yeah. <laughs> you look at that gap right now, and that's like 14 places between us and them. Um, it's have you, have you ever seen that type of gap? No, Anybody?
3: no. No, I loved I loved it when somebody said they were counting. They were counting how far away, uh, how many positions we were above them, but he couldn't count any further because he'd run out of fingers. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Another interesting thing that I saw earlier today was I think it was on the BBC, but they're like, end of December is going to be a tough month for relegation battle, and and they included like Arsenal in there too. So like, of, of course, they're not my most most hated team, but I just couldn't help but smile at that. Yeah, well, was, this was, was this good. was
3: supposed to be our difficult patch with yeah. Manchester City and Chelsea and Arsenal.
0: Wow. We, we still have Liverpool.
1: Have Liverpool. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and, but that's that's a that's still a good point. Like, I mean, we're or at, at the like if 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 you guys had been asked to sign off on um, the amount of point total that you have in the league um, at the start of this run that we knew that was going to be a tough run starting with City um, and say that we were going to get win, wins across the. Tight draw Chelsea, but a win for City and uh, Arsenal. Would you have signed off on that and taken that? Oh, absolutely. I
3: wouldn't have believed you if you just said that that's what we were going to do, quite honestly.
1: Yeah, I would have.
2: Even like right now, I've been like, I'll gladly take five points. Four points, I would have. I've been like, okay, fair enough. But I'm like, seven points out of these three games. Yeah, that's.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
2: very pleased, let's just say.
1: Yeah, and uh, and uh, and I had had no problem watching the defensive game. I mean, you always when it's a North London derby, you always have a little bit of nerves, even even when we're up two goals. I'm just like, I don't want to West Ham this shit, but um, but <laughs> but uh, but uh, but, uh, but they were handling them well. There was uh, there was never an opportunity. I, I was pretty confident. Um, any, let's talk about players next. But any final thoughts, kind of on that, Tommy? Yeah, I was
2: gonna be really quick uh so mike he is on the chicago spurs facebook group and he's like anybody is nervous i'm like i'm always nervous with a uh with the north london derby so like for me it's like probably until the day i die i'm always gonna be nervous i know arsenal 15th right or they were 15th at the time or 14th or 15th at the time but i'm like I can never be confident with this just because of the circumstance, maybe because I grew or I grew as a fan being the loser for a long time. And now, or since like this, since like 2010 ish, like the tide has been turning ever so slightly. And one time I did get uh, really confident was in I think 2012 Bales last year at the Emirates, and then Adebayor gets that red card. And I'm like, oh.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> I'm like, this is what I get for being confident in the team. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, John, it looks like you had a quick point before we start talking about players. Um, no. No. Oh, okay. Um, okay uh well, uh, I want to have a player discussion, but I think we're going to roll it into our MVP, LVP as well. Uh, but, um, But – this, this squad, uh, the, the noticeable, I, I think the one, one player that probably surprised us, that Ndombele wasn't in the squad. I, I heard that it was due to illness, but I've since heard that maybe it was a, a minor, very minor injury. But, uh, but he wasn't in the squad, so Lo Celso started this match. So that was a, a, a little bit different than what we've been seeing in the Premier League games. Uh, Bergwijn got yet another start. So this was three consecutive premier league starts for Bergvine, which I think a lot of us thought he was going to be more of the bench rotational player, uh, coming in. Um, I did want to kind of uh, talk about that. Um, what did you guys think of Bergvine's performance? Uh, obviously we know Son and Kane were fantastic this match, but the third player in the attacking line was, was he out there and deputized to do a job? Ah, uh, did he do that job well? Did he he, he look fantastic? I've I've heard mixed things on him. That's that's why I'm kind of interested in having that conversation about him. Um, any thought? Uh, any thoughts? Uh, yeah, I thought I thought that um, he
3: did a he did a fine job. He he didn't do a, a lot of flashy stuff, so you didn't see a lot of him. But I do believe that I mean he was very instrumental in that midfield that played very very well. Uh, Tommy,
2: oh. Yeah, I was going to say, well, I, you brought this up yesterday in our group chat, but I'll bring it up again. He did a lot of dirty work. He was the defensive forward, so to speak. So he was like the Steve Iserman of our team, so to speak, or whatever. So, like, he, he, he pressed a lot. He got the job that he dispossessed. It, it was – the role that he played yesterday was more of, like, an unsung hero. He kind of did – what Lucas did minus uh, – he didn't tack as much. Like, he always pressed. Um, he made – like, and you kind of pointed it out with the game where, every, like, we played defensively a lot. That's what he was there for. So, he, like, he's got the speed. He's young. He's hungry. So, with him or with the way that he plays, like, it could easily be transferred as, like, somebody that can help grind it out so
1: to speak when he's not oh uh, he's not the guy who was getting on the end of passes for sure when uh, let's say hugo was booting the ball up the field and it was going towards Bergvine, he would inevitably not win the ball uh but i do see that there was this value to what he was doing especially in a jose defensive system i think it's tough for me to grapple with because uh, we're used to needing our attackers to be th- those um Aggressive attacking players that are constantly going to be scoring for us, but maybe what Jose seems to like about uh, Stevie B is uh, is something else. It's a, it's his ability on uh, both sides of the ball and and uh, and being able to be more of a balancing factor to um, to C- Kane and son and, and free them up to, to, to do their 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 thing um, it, do you guys kind of agree with that?
2: I'm I'm not
0: sure where I stand with uh, Bergvine right now. Um, I thought when we bought him, he uh, seemed to really you know jump in really quickly. But with, it, my own, my own personal feeling, and that's not rooted in any kind of um, fact, probably. But it feels like he's had a—he's having a down season, like a down period. Like you know how Erickson used to go in these huge, you know, waves. But I think he's in the trough right now and not in the. Is that a cross right now.
2: You mean? No, no, no. He's He's—he's he's,
0: he's, he's, he's just kind of—he's in the trough. The—the—the the, the bottom. I don't know. Oh,
2: okay. My bad.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, does that is that just me, or is that is that do you guys no, see some I, of that
1: too? I I see some of that too, but but Jose must see something in him, and I've heard other other fans defend him adamantly. So I think there's more there that I'm missing, and I'm he's a player I want to watch more to like because I think there is value. He wouldn't be out there over people like Bale and Mora if. If Jose that's, didn't, that is
0: true. That's very he, true.
1: He was doing yeah. um, doing a job that was helpful. So, so I'm going to keep more of an eye on him because I'm really trying to figure him out and figure out why he's starting each time. Um, I think I think Jose idea.
0: has. I think Jose needs needs a lot of credit for the the quality of. Um, rotation he's been giving everybody. Uh, at John said it earlier, like, every time somebody comes on, there isn't a, oh, crap, I, you know, like, why did we bring him on moment? It's a, well, oh, okay, you know, or you know, I've, you know everybody's got their, their thing, and, you know, maybe he's doing something that I don't see, and, you know, and that's it, but it's, go ahead, Tom.
2: Oh, no, but I think the other reason why Birdvine has been playing or he got chosen definitely yesterday, Bale wasn't probably going to play because he played a lot <clears throat> against Lask on Thursday. But the other thing is, he's I'm not... I'm surprised
0: Bale didn't
2: play. Yeah, well, the other reason why is he doesn't track back as often. I mean, would he be, I mean, he has been, but I think the fact that he's still coming off of an injury, so you kind of have to wean him into the squad. So for right now, he is more situational. So because of that, Lamella's out. I think Lamella would have been great yesterday because of his defensive prowess, or, or at least he agitates a lot. Yeah. But like, so the bulldog, Burvine, <laughs> and Mora would have been the would be the two choices. I think Mora or Irvine got the nod over Mora just because when Mora attacks, he's he can lose the ball more often, so he'd rather not have that. Shit, or that ca- potential counterattack. So he played it a little more safe because I would say between Birdman and Moore, they're relatively similar um, in terms of speed. A uh,
1: uh, quick point from John, and let's go to MVP LBB. Yeah, um, I was going to say I think
3: they put Birdman in because he's better defensively than Moore. Quite honestly, he's pretty
1: good on defense. Uh, he's he, he does a job getting back. So I think they're both pretty good on defense, but uh, uh, but I think maybe. Maybe Bergvine is just a little bit better um, and more fits the vision of what uh, Jose wants, for sure. Uh, But let's uh, go to MVP, LVP, and we'll talk about some of the other players as well. So, uh, for MVP, uh, let's start with Tommy first. Uh, uh, Who do you have for MVP?
2: Uh, Lucas and Nate would probably be proud of this, but I'm going to say Serge Aurier. I think he played very well. He was defensively sound. He didn't make a lot of mistakes. I think it's finally good to see that the player that he, we, a lot of people had faith in, or they realized what kind of player he could be, he's turning into that. He's become, I think right now, he's easily the number one right back for the squad. Doherty coming in, I think, has actually elevated him. Um, I've said this in the past, where bringing in players, helps with competition, and helps other players. I totally brings agree. The, brings the best out of other players. He never had that before. Like last season, he yeah. had Kyle Walker-Peters, but Kyle Walker-Peters didn't play a lot. Or previous season, it was Trippier. You know, and Trippier was like number one, and he, he didn't really get a consistent looking. So, yeah, I'm going with Serge.
1: Okay, uh Scott?
0: Uh, Tommy, I think you're, you're right on the point about Arie. But anyway, uh, it's got to be Hoiber. Uh He just is – he's been an absolute monster this season. Uh, I think he has been maybe the best signing we've had in a long time, and that's saying a lot. Um, I just – the guy just seems to be everywhere half the time. I mean, it just is – it. He just—he just he just that he hes that engine that we needed. That—that that guy who will carry the ball unselfishly, give it back, and, and then then get back in defense and just start it all over again. Um, I can't say
2: anything more than that.
1: No, he's—he's yeah, fantastic.
2: He's, he's definitely a bit like aside from Musa Dembele, of course, but like he a lot of it like he remind like the tenacity just reminds me a lot of Scott Parker. And, like, they both were able to keep it, their emotions in check, too. Like, yeah. I love Sandro, but he was reckless. Like, this, mm-hmm. so like these two, they were the exact opposite when it came to that.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. John? Well, I think that, qu- quite honestly, in this game, it could be any number of five different players. And that's not to say anything about the other six, quite frankly. But I think it could easily be Son, Kane, Aurier, Dyer, um, uh and but i'm gonna go with alderwald um uh, quite honestly i think he held that defense together fantastically and um uh, you know i think it, i think it's evident of the quality of the uh the, of the performance all round that we've picked three different players because mm. that's uh that was you know, yeah that was they, it was definitely easily all could
1: have got that yeah no good good point um and I, I, thought about Hoyer. I thought about Dyer. To be honest, like I thought they were both, both had really fit and magnificent games. Um, but I went to, go, I, I went Harry Kane. Uh, you know, the goal, the assist, the 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 header clearances that he made, uh, uh, protecting the goal on set pieces. I mean, there must have been three or four of them in the, the, the match where he he's playing defense and clearing the, the headers in the box. I mean, I, like he, he was doing everything. I I got to give it to to Harry, but it was it was tough cuz bear was so good and and uh but but yeah, I'm going to give it to, this one to Harry Kane and poor son doesn't even get a shout here. <laughs> uh, but uh, but he certainly deserves it. Um does anybody have an LVP for this match? Um, no,
3: um
1: Absolutely
3: not. I'm not prepared to give not. anybody an LVP. I thought they were out. All of them were outstanding.
1: Yeah, I, I think um did a good job I didn't see as much of him as I wanted to see in this match but I think that was by nature of this being such a defensive setup um, that like, he kind of gets drowned out by everything else that's going on around him um, but I, I don't think he played poorly by any stretch of the imagination I couldn't give him LEP and I, I can't think of anybody else who I possibly could so um, I think that's a good point but um, I wish we could talk more about Arsenal, but we've already, we're have already we going very long and we have a lot left to cover today. So I want to get this conversation moving along. And we do have to go to the first match that we had on Thursday. So prior to this uh, um, Arsenal match, we did take on Lask in the Europa League. Uh, and we came away with a, a 3-3 draw. This was kind of an uninspiring performance. Um, we... We actually had a very strong squad. We finally got to see the Endombele, Lacelso, Hoy Bear midfield that we've all been pining for, uh, and, and it, it
0: kind of sucked. It, it kind of sucked,
1: <laughs> and it, it, we had a fairly strong, uh, we had a strong attack. It was really the defense that we rotated, and um, and it showed because we gave up three uh, three goals here. Um, they they had last had more of the possession in this match by fifty four percent to forty six. They had uh, 14 shots, five on target. Uh, R eight and three on target. Um, uh, you know, G- Gareth Bale scored the um, the penalty in the uh, the 45th. They had the the sun goal in the 56th. Then De- De- Deli Ali got the penalty in the 86th. So we had two penalties to uh, to be able to even come out of this even. Now this does. Um, a, certainly advance us out of the group stage uh, with this draw. Uh, but we're not certain to win the group with this. So it was kind of a disappointment. We could have uh, assured probably probably uh, come out assuring ourselves a good, pos- most likely the group uh, with a win here. But um, what do you guys think on this match?
3: I was very disappointed. And I think Mourinho said it uh, best after the game. He said he could tell before when they were warming up that they didn't have their heart in it. I'm not sure that was the exact words he used but um yeah it was a game that didn't really mean much and I think the players played as if it didn't really mean much which was very disappointing because some of them were being given an opportunity that they wouldn't normally get and um they had a chance to shine and they didn't really take it uh I was very surprised we gave up three goals, even with the changes in the defense. Um, now, having said that, a couple of them were were pretty good goals. But um, we shouldn't have been giving up goals like that. We should have won the game. Um, it
0: shouldn't. It but shouldn't they, been... they really
3: just didn't play like their heart was in it. And that was disappointing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Scott?
0: I, I don't. Even think that it, their heart was even in the same stadium. I mean, I, 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 it was a, it was a completely depressing game. Even though we were, you know, we scored three. It was just this whole like plotting. Uh, it was just a, it was, it was Europa at its best <laughs> for yeah. me because I feel like this happens all, all the time when we'll go over to Europe. Will play someplace that isn't, you know, the best in the world, and they just lay an egg.
1: And Tommy, uh, there's
0: it, just no oh, excuse sorry for me. that. Yeah. Oh no, 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 that's fine. Go ahead,
1: uh, uh, Tommy. I wanted to ask you the question: sure. Does this show? Does this show that we need to have a uh, Musa Sissoko in our? Uh, do we need an answer to a aging Sissoko for this squad? Uh, being that, like, without him. Like, this midfield that uh, we thought was our top midfield, probably, um, can't can't seem to do the job. Uh, do you think uh, this is a problem?
2: Uh, yeah, we well, A, we definitely need to find somebody. But B, I mean, he attracts a lot of attention, whether you like it or not. And he's also, like, he's similar to bear but a little more rough around the edges, let's just say. um, But he's... You know with him that he's always going to give 110%. And one of the notes that I had on Thursday was we just looked very lackluster at times. I mean, two of the goals were penalties. One of them was an open play. I I can't even remember that right now. I think it was like a – I don't know. It was a counterattack or
1: something. I don't know. Whatever. The the Sun goal, yeah. Yes.
2: So, I mean, I was – I was very – pissed off about the tie because, hey, this is a team that we should have won. But then I realized we just needed one point. Um, if I mean, knock on wood, if we beat Royal Antwerp on Thursday, we topped the group. I think we had a good enough... I think the squad that we had, even though Vinicius and Kane were out, we still had more than enough squad to at least blow them out of the water. And unfortunately, we didn't. Um, because, I mean, it is what it is. So i mean we'll see how it goes on thursday but i mean we're still in a good position right now to get first place and i think i mean we'll talk about that one last
1: yeah we'll or, talk I mean, about us like, uh, sort of, good john
3: yeah i think i think the other thing that we need to talk about is goalkeeping um heart was poor um and the thought when the when the press were coming out that he might have to play against Arsenal, I was starting to get very nervous. Um, uh, Larice would not have given up those three goals, particularly the second one, which he was a, Hart was at fault at. Um, I understand why we have him. Quite frankly, if Gazaniga had uh, if he was homegrown, we wouldn't have got Hart. Uh, we needed a we needed a homegrown guy to fit in with the squad. And Gazaniga got cut out because of that. But Hart is not—he's uh, not the shot stopper that he once was. And um, I—he made me very nervous on uh, on Thursday. And I think that had we had Loris in goal there, we would not have lost that game.
1: To, to your point, John, I I agree with you that that Hart certainly should have stopped that, and Hart is to blame. But I also have equal blame for Sanchez on that. Like, he he did not step up to – the the player was, I believe, uh, Egstein, for uh, what is, last. What? Uh, and he, he, he did not play the defensive role and take away the space. Um, and, and we've been seeing this a lot from Sanchez, which I think is a huge problem. So, yes, like, Hart needs to be able to do that job for sure uh but our, but the defense in front of him was just piss poor with with Sanchez and 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 even Tanganga I don't think um um was necessarily fantastic either so I think it was a, a lot of weakness to go around but Scott you had a point that you were to come in with I
0: I got distracted by the cat trying to chew the screen so I'm sorry I don't remember <laughs>
1: okay. but um but I, I think there was a defensive problem in general here and and you know and obviously we had davies on the on the left this was this was uh this was not our top squad doherty on the, the 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 right and the and the, and it was leaky um. But they were also beating us in the midfield and being able to get, the, get into the positions to, to score three goals <laughs> off of us was pretty pitiful re- regardless of whether the defense was being leaky. Um, I, I, I think it was both the, the midfield and the defense that was uh, a failure here. Does uh, anybody
0: know what has happened to Sanchez this year? I have
1: like, no what, idea. What
0: is going on?
3: Well, he's playing very poorly whenever he gets the yeah. opportunity. Um, I quite honestly, I was never very thrilled with him in the first place. Um, and I think that what's happened is we've got other players playing in there that are showing him up as as being below standard. I, um, I'm not sure whether we'll see much more of him, quite honestly, unless we absolutely have to. He was, Did, uh, and we, sold below Floyd, standard. Right? we, we um, sold, saw Floyd, right? Um, Fourth is on loan with an option to buy. We'll talk about that we'll in a talk little about bit. That in a couple soon. minutes,
2: yeah. Oh, but um, the, the other thing with Sanchez is that I don't think he fits in a ultra-defensive system. Or not ultra-defensive, I guess, but in a – which can be – but like with Ajax, he was in a free-flowing system and – how could, how how could of... you
3: say a defender doesn't fit into a defensive? Yeah, that's what I
2: know. It's weird. This is the very Jose... inverted pitch where the strikers yes. are in a way. But Jose also, I mean, it's more physical. And Premier League is also more physical as well. So he's kind of like Kyle Walker where he relies more on his speed, which I think made him excel more <clears> – <throat> excuse me, under Mauricio
1: Pochettino compared to Mourinho. Well, it, it, to your point, Tommy, like Sanchez was playing in a system under Pochettino, and Pochettino, I think, was the impetus for him coming over, and it had to do with he had this uh, uh, Toby-Yan combination to paper over the crack, and this was mostly a, a three-man defense that they played, and to- Toby and Yan got to be Toby and Yan, and the when the press went forward so far, you had Sanchez who was fast enough to track back and, and catch a runner, um, which is what his ass, and sometimes it led to a, a, a bad foul in a dangerous area. Uh, but um, but he was able to do that job of in the high press system where when it's congested, it just doesn't seem like he's good with the decision-making of whether he moves up on a player in a defensive role or stays back, like his positional awareness just doesn't seem that uh, football intelligent to me. And I right. and I think it's showing, which we paid a lot of money for him, so I think we're stuck with him because uh, I don't think we're going to find a buyer at, like anywhere close to what we spent on him.
2: I, would, I mean, swap plus cash does not happen often, but... If we were to get, I forget his name already, but the guy from Napoli, if we can do that, maybe it could happen, but
1: yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I
2: think you, that's the only, one of the ways we can recoup, but also we have Daniel Levy, who is the best, one of the best in terms of negotiation, so he will eke out the most out <laughs> of value. Yeah. I think there's pro- I think there's probably a few GMs
0: and owners around the league and the world that uh, will disagree with you on that Levy statement. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Well, uh, I think it's a good place to go to MVP, LVP, because we're going long here. So le- let's go to MVP first, uh, and we'll start with John this time.
3: Uh, I think there's only one person that could be MVP today on that game, and that's Hobie. He... he uh, he played a fabulous game, and he didn't appear to be like the others, a bit disillusioned with playing. He was uh, he was fantastic. If it not been for the him, it would have been a lot worse. But, um, yeah, he would be my, my MVP, my LVP. I'm caught between Sanchez and Hart, but I'm going to go with Hart.
1: Okay, uh, yeah, and it, I think those are the two picks that we're all going to be, so we might as well do all, both. Uh, so, Scott?
0: Uh, I have no MVP. I refuse to give an MVP to such a disaster. And then LVP is everybody.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: so there you uh,
1: go. Yay! Okay, uh, Tommy?
2: John, I would agree with you with Hoiberg, but I did I pick Ndombele. I thought he did very well considering the circumstances. He did cause a penalty uh, early on or but right before the first half ended. But I think Other than that, those two were the ones that were up for it. Uh, LVP, we talked about it. Sanchez, I mean, thanks for what you did, but I mean, if we're gonna win titles, we kind of need you gone. Yeah, it ain't personal.
1: Yeah, Um, (sighs) like I, part of me wants to give it to Joe Hart with my LVP, but um, but I think. um, I have to go with Sanchez as well, Tommy. It's, uh, I, I think if he had stepped up, like, uh, Hart would have had to make the save that he should have made. Um, and, uh, Hart really hasn't made that many mistakes yet. Um, since he's been here, but we've been seeing a lot of mistakes from Sanchez. So, uh, I'm going to give it to Sanchez. Um, I Just will give, some, I, I'll, I'll give some MVP for, for his goal. Um, I think that was good. Um, yeah, I think Delhi's performance uh, c- coming in. I mean, I, it was serviceable, but nothing special. Um, yeah, he he scored his penalty, which was uh, important, but um, but I, obviously this the, the defense in general was just a mess here, and uh, it was unfortunate. And uh, we'll we'll talk about uh, our preview coming up after the half because we are going to preview the World Ant- Antwerp match, um, and then the Crystal Palace on the weekend. Uh but that about wraps up the half. So uh for halftime we are going to go to John's uh loan-y, uh what are we calling your segment John? It's uh, Yeah, I think uh we can call it our new uh Spurs players on loan segment.
3: Okay, I'm going to yeah, uh, so uh, we're going to be doing this about once a month, evidently, and I'm going to talk about all the players that Tottenham have signed that are on uh, that are on loan somewhere. We currently have ten players on uh, on loan, and I'm going to go through each player where they're playing, who they're playing for, and what they've uh, what they've been up to. Uh, we're going to start with Oliver Skip. I think it's a great way to start. This is a player that Mourinho has indicated is going to be a future captain at Tottenham. Um, he could have gone to a Premier League club uh, on loan, but he chose to go to Norwich. I think that was a very good choice. He's been ever-present in their team this year, and that team is top of the league. They love him there. Um, he's doing a fantastic job, and I think that this, this is a loan that's really working out for the player. So, well done to, uh, to Skippy, who I remember uh, seeing when we went to, to see Spurs play in Minneapolis. Uh, I think that was the first time I was aware of him, and uh, I thought he looked good then. And he's looking terrific with Norwich City. Um, the second one we have is Troy Parrott. Troy is on um, uh, he's on loan at Millwall. When he first went on loan, he got injured. Um, it took him a long time to get back in, um, but he did start two games in November. Played just over an hour in each and then last saturday he came on as a substitute after about 65 minutes he hasn't scored yet but uh, i asked my uh, derby county friend who was watching that game to look out for him and give me a, a tell me about him and he said that he came on in the 64th minute and as pretty much as soon as he came in he uh, cut down the right wing looked very sharp cut inside terrific shot uh, saved by the keeper and uh, my friend said, wow, we really got to watch out for this guy. He's going to be really good. Well, after that, he didn't do anything. Hey. So um, I'm, I'm not sure about that. Well, I would have expected with a, with a good shout in three games that he should have got a goal. I mean, he is a, he is a striker, but he has not got one yet. Um, Ryan Sessignon is on loan at Hoffenheim in the Bundesliga. Uh, Hoffenheim, also known as the Villagers, uh, evidently, the terms of his, uh, of his loan is that he will be playing left wing back. And uh, he has been playing both in the league and in the Europa Cup. Um, he's been doing very well, was voted most valuable player for Hoffenheim in November. Um, I watched him play this afternoon as the Hoffenheim game uh, was on the television. And he looked very lively, um, can put a good cross in. He, uh, the Hoffenheim won today, 3 1. They had a good result. He was very involved around the ball. Um, but certainly I was impressed with his crossing game. Um, Next, we've got Juan Foyth, who we discussed a little bit later, a little bit earlier. He's playing for Villarreal in La Liga, and this is a little bit different because his loan uh, has a clause in it that uh, Villarreal can purchase him at the end of the loan. They have the option to do so. Um, He's not really been playing much in the league. He's been playing in the Europa League. Uh, We got 90 minutes against uh, Makababi of Tel Aviv and Sivaspa, the results there were one all and 1-0 win, one nil win um, And he was an unused sub on Sunday in a zero zero draw with Elsh um, I, The way I feel about this is it's a little bit of a poison chalice If he goes there and he plays really well And we look like he's a player for the future Then Villarreal will take him up on his uh, option If he doesn't play well and therefore we give up on him We'll get him back So that's, uh, that's a little odd there um Cameron Carter Vickers uh, the american is currently playing for Bournemouth in the championship he's really been in injury uh, prone this year um he was working on his fitness uh, he didn't play since july um he then came back and got fit and then he rolled his ankle uh for another injury and he's expected to be out for a few weeks so he hasn't really featured at all this year Um, which is a little bit sad because I think he's got a lot of potential, that one. Um, Now we move on to TJ Ioma. He's currently playing for Lincoln City in League One. He's been ever-present in the league right now. He plays at right back. Um, He's played uh, all but one of their league games this year. He played on Saturday in their 2-0 win against Rochdale. And he brought them within two points of the top of League One. So he's very instrumental in Lincoln City, playing very well and looking for promotion. So that's good. Uh, Jack Rolls, he's currently playing for Burton Albion in League One. Um, It's interesting here because he had a little bit of injury early on and he missed some opportunities. And just when he got fit again, he got called up. He's an international for Cyprus. And so he was away on international duty. And while he was away, the team played very well without him. So uh, he hasn't really been brought back into the, into the team since he got back uh, from international duty. He wasn't even on the bench for their one-all draw with Crew Alexander on Saturday. Doesn't really look like that, uh, that loan's working out for that youngster. Um, we also have Shiloh Tracy... He's on loan at Shrewsbury in League One. He had an injury early on. He wasn't able to play early, but he played himself into the side and was doing well. And then they had a change of manager. Steve Cotterill took over. And um, he has had difficulty getting back into the team under Steve Cotterill. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, He didn't feature Saturday in their one-all draw at Charlton on the bench or on the field. So... If he's not going to be playing for Steve Cotterall, then I don't think that's really going to work out for him. Um, Kaziah Sterling is playing for Southend United in League Two. He's played 11 times for them this year. He scored in their uh, EFL Trophy game against Colchester, but he was not featured in their Saturday 0-0 draw with Stevenage. And lastly, we've got... Uh, Joshua Oluwemi, who was a goalkeeper playing for Maidenhead in the National League. Um, He came on as a sub in one game this year at halftime and um, was beaten by a penalty. So he didn't feature, appears to be a backup goalkeeper there, which I don't think really is doing him any good. I mean, why would he be on the bench playing uh, in the National League when he's not even getting any time? So, not sure that one's working out for him. But that's the 10 players we have on loan, and uh, we wish them all well and hope that they all do fantastically well. But that's my report for this week.
1: Well, thanks so much, John. That was actually tons of good information. I'm very interested, uh, uh, especially with how Sessegnon, Voith, uh, you know, some of the players that may have a chance of working their way back into the squad, uh, uh, Parrot, and... Um, yeah, I, 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 I and and obviously Skip, like I think Skip is probably most likely to make his way back into the squad, especially with his performance. It's great to hear how well those players are are doing. The Sassanian, Hoffenheim player of uh, November. That's that's a. It's nice to know that he's so appreciated there, and 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 if we need him in the future, it might be. Uh, um, you know, he may be somebody that we can get something out of for sure. We definitely had high hopes when we brought him in last year. So,
3: Yeah, and he's playing in a good league too. I mean, the Bundesliga is a tough league to be playing in. And um, if he can be successful there,
1: he can be successful in the Premier League. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, well, um, we had a couple of questions uh, um, that I don't think we're going to have a chance to tackle. But uh, two, two of the questions... were um one from suge and one from uh kyle um kyle newman um they both were asking (laughs) they were both asking about um kevin and what kevin was doing uh, during the north Derby. um and it sounds like he was playing golf at the time is what uh, what i heard um I'm not going to defend Kevin if if he was on the podcast we'd certainly have a conversation about it but um, to but be we'll fair go-
2: he, Anthony, to be fair he was offered to be on tonight,
1: and he
3: denied
2: or he declined. He denied it. <laughs> yeah. He denied in his invitation, let's
3: just say. He's <laughs> hiding from us in shame. <laughs>
1: but, he, but he he also runs uh, the, the Four Star Spurs uh, Twitter account, so he can certainly defend himself against these accusations, so we'll allow him to. I don't uh, think they're accusations.
0: Himself.
2: I think they're pretty much found <laughs> facts. <laughs> <That's boring.
1: laughs>
2: Oh, and for the record, Kyle, Kyle did ask a question to him, and he said, "I watched/slash listened to the whole match in caps." Uh, but side note: Suge did ask, "Is it true Kevin was golfing with Liverpool and Burnley fans during the North London derby?" Oh, actually, it was. Actually, I don't want to out this person, but uh, the uh, <laughs> person person that runs the Chicago Spurs Twitter said, "No." They were chelsea fans so yeah, so that person him or her probably knows more than we do
1: yeah well it anyway, might be
0: more might be more of an it at
1: this point <laughs> well regardless uh, we'll let kevin defend himself on, on that and he's capable of doing that with his uh, social media skills so we'll, we'll we'll leave it at that but thank you for the questions there guys uh and we have two matches to preview so i'm going to roll right into it we're going to try and make this fast because we know this episode's already running long. Uh, but um, this Thursday, we take on uh, Royal Antwerp at home. Uh, that's uh, December 10th. That's 2 p.m. here in Chicago. Currently, they sit in fourth place in, in the Belgian First Division A eh? with 25 points, at seven wins, four draws and four losses. Their form is uh, uh, most recently a, a, a loss at Gank, uh, 4-2 loss at Gank, uh, uh, a win to Ludigritz. And then two, two wins uh, (laughs) in in a draw prior to that. Um, Upcoming, they take on after the us. They take on uh, Club Bruges on Sunday. So, which a bit of a powerhouse in their league. Um, Their top goal scorers is I'm going to mispronounce all of these, but uh, Ruffelov with five. Uh, We need a theme song. Abkhani is also has five. Refkhalov is the the leader in assists, um, act, uh, with uh, in with three, and then uh, Simon Judrad and uh, Adelaide Sek has two behind him. Ref uh, Refilov is uh, their top uh, rated player with seven point two seven, and uh, the M Abkani is behind him with seven 2-1. We did see some of these players when they played us and they were able to defeat us 1-0. Um, they're not a pushover squad like we saw, uh, uh, like Ludigrits. Um, this is a, a legitimate team that we have to take on here. Um, Thank I want... you for
0: joining us at this week and. <laughs> How to pronounce European words with
1: Anthony? My <laughs> mispronunciations, but, um, yeah. but yeah, I yeah want European to conversations
0: with Anthony.
1: Uh, let's uh, let's go to John, and then we have two questions I want to roll into at once.
3: Well, I I've got to tell you that uh, with your pronunciation of those names, they're never going to ask you to commentate on this game on the <laughs> television. <laughs> this uh, is true. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I've got a, I've, I've got mixed feelings about this game. Um, I think that it's important that we win the division because then we avoid the teams that drop down from the uh, Champions League. Not that I'm afraid of anybody, but it, it just makes it a little easier. Um, so I, I believe... Uh, so then you've got the situation of do Royal Antwerp, who've also already uh, qualified, are they going to put a strong team out or are they going to put a team that they're not really bothered by it, um, the result... Uh, are we going to put a strong team out because we want to win the division or are we going to put the kind of team that we put out before um, because it's not that important and we don't care who we get in the next round? Well, so, before
1: you go on, John, I'm going to interrupt because I think both of our questions go to what you're getting to. So let's let's hear from both of the questions, Tommy. Just uh, just read both of them. One's from Peter and the other one is from Suge.
2: Okay, so I'll actually go with Suge's just first since it actually echoes what John said. Um, he said since we've already qual or since we're we are already through on the European knockout kind of lineup, do we put it on Thursday? Would it be a B team? I mean, with a win, we win the group, but does it even matter since there's a draw for next round? Um, Shubes did reply. We avoid the Champions League dropouts in the round of thirty-two. Stu replies. Ooh, nice. Um, Peter, as our subpar performance against Lask, has likely given JM, a.k.a. Jose Mourinho, an unwanted selection decision for Antwerp. Will topping the group give him sufficient incentive to start a few of our first teamers? Anthony, what do you got?
1: Well, actually... I, I've been thinking about this, and and I think it makes sense to start some of our first teamers because I agree with John that I think we want to avoid the um, those ch- uh, Champions League dropouts. That um, especially when you look at some of the like Real Madrids that are on the hook, uh, PSG is uh, kind of in question. Like there are there could be some powerhouses that drop out into the Europa League this year. Um, and, and we don't want to just get an unlucky draw and uh, have to face them. And, until we get towards the the end, like we, we want to get into the, the, the final, and uh, you know the, the final eight at least before we have to face one of those teams. Um, so um, I don't think um, um, I, I think we should be strong here. And I I also want to point out that we have Crystal Palace on the weekend. Um, And then next week, midweek, we take on Liverpool. So if we play a strong squad here midweek against um, Royal Antwerp, maybe play a bit more of a rotated squad against Crystal Palace, which I know is a bit of a risk with our league position, um, we might be in a better position to have the stronger squad play against Liverpool which I think is going to be more important. So I'm thinking that far ahead. But uh, everybody's got their hands up, uh, um, and I haven't I pay, paying close enough attention to see who's first. So I'm going to go with Tommy first with his quick Stop point.
0: staring at the ceiling whenever everybody's yeah. waving at you.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I, I wanted to be really quick with this. Um, Anthony pointed out the or, and Shoups in his reply uh, talked about the Champions League third-place team. So I just wanted to point this out right now, who's in third place. Uh, it could be Red Bull, Salzburg, uh, Real Madrid, Olympiacos, or Marseille. They are even on points right now. Uh, right now, okay, next up is Ajax, or it could be Atalanta. Uh, Sevilla, they are actually advancing, so we don't have to worry about them murdering us in the final. That was a joke. Um, another one's Kran Snowdar, they're a heavy hitter in Russia. Club Rouge could be one, uh, or Lazio. And then, let's see, Dynamo Kiev or ferenc If They're a Hungarian team. And last, another one, this is a three-way tie in the last group, Group H. It's nine points each for Man United, PSG, and Red Bull Leipzig. Hmm. So this is, I mean, Jose clearly knows about this. He, he's not stupid. So, I mean, I'll just say my quick piece right now. with this is, I think he's going to put in a very competitive squad to at least get the three points. If yeah. not, the, the bench will at least be stacked. Yeah. So, I, I originally, I had
0: originally Scott. said, or I, you know, I was going to say that I disagreed with Anthony completely when he said that it would be a different squad. And, high, you know, but I, I listening to the names that are going to be dropping down, which. By the way, I do not like that they do. I think it's – anyway. Um, I think if if those teams are lurking, I think we do. Um, I think it's going to be a stronger squad, but I still don't think Harry starts. I still don't think uh, – you know, our core players, I think if anybody's got a little injury somewhere, I don't think they're going to start. But I think if, if everybody else does, I think he's I think he'll probably go for it to the point where he wants to score really well, really early and then take everybody off, take all five people off.
3: John? Yeah, I I agree with you, mate. Um, I think it'll be a stronger team than we put out last week. Um, It's nice to see that Vinicius is uh, fit again because he was on the bench on Sunday. Um, Nobody seemed to know why he wasn't playing the week before. Just a mysterious injury, but he's back. And I think that's a good thing. I expect to see a stronger side than played last week. But as you say, still uh, saving Kane um, and, and a couple of the other regulars. But we've got enough... Uh, we've got a strong enough squad that, um, and I think Mourinho is going to make sure they're motivated this time. Um, He's going to make sure the team doesn't make that mistake twice. And uh, there's a lot more motivation behind this game, motivation to win the division.
0: (laughs) Running out the B team uh, is a lot better now than it used to be under like Harry.
3: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And when you think of the players you can bring in, I mean, Bale, Vinicius, (laughs) um, you know, I didn't play on uh, on Sunday. You've got you've got some great players there, and as long as they're motivated, I I think we're going to take this game.
1: Well, and I think the fact that it's at home is a much better position for us. I do think Jose is going to be looking ahead to that Liverpool match. Um, uh, um, n- not discounting the the Crystal Palace match, but like we have the short rest and then another Premier League match the following week on a Wednesday, so. We're talking three matches in seven days um, uh, with the start of this uh, um, Royal Antwerp match. And if you feel the stronger squad here and then maybe rest a couple of players, but not at all of your key players for for Crystal Palace, you might have more ready to, to go for um, for that Liverpool match, which is go- most likely going to be huge for us i don't
0: think he sits i don't think anybody i i think an a plus team get gets run out against uh um palace palace I, I think i think at this point staying number one is that's what they're gonna do and if the if the Europa falls off a little bit if something you know if, if that that's fine you know it, as long as we stay within that touch i think that'll be good with that
1: so, and that—that's and really a, the root of both of these questions that we got. Are we going to field the squad to um, to make sure that we win this group, or are we going to feel uh, like think Premier League primarily? And uh, Tommy, like, what do you think?
2: I'll just say this, and like you said, I'm not discount or trying to put any shade on Crystal Palace, but. We're playing them on Wednesday and then Royal is on Tuesday or Thursday. So I would like to think, I mean, Jose, he takes every competition seriously. He's won each of these competitions at least once. No, take it back. At least twice. So I would be inclined to believe that Jose will put out a squad that would get us the win. I I wouldn't be as surprised if. He'll be more than enough to win. Um, here's the, the other thing that should be thought about is there are five subs. So if we're up, say, 3-0 in the 60th minute, Jose is going to take out, whether it be, like, for our sake of Kane, Son, uh, Dyer, etc. cetera. Like, if, if he's going to take a, a bunch of those heavy hitters out gradually so they can at least get us a good shot of winning against Crystal Palace. Um, And I would say similar for that, like if we got the game one against Crystal Palace, those three subs will be used to rest them. So in preparation for Liverpool. So, I mean, overall though, I mean, we talked about it with last, but I think the only definite right now is I would not, I don't think Sanchez should play because we could use the three points. But unfortunately, you know, if we can get Tenganga to play with, whether it be Alderweireld or Dyer, I'm fine with that. Just because we got a pair of youth with some experience. Unfortunately, Rodon is not in the squad. It'd be great for him if he was, but I guess he'll have to play the Europa League um, during we, the knockout stages. But whatever, well,
1: we could, you know, we could, we could see him against Crystal Palace. Maybe. I mean, that might be a yeah. reasonable rotation choice. Like Rodon could play that. Yeah, I feel
2: like he might be paired with Toby or Dyer, and then the other one will be paired with Tenganga.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, you never know. It's feasible that we might see that type of rotation, but definitely not the total weak defense because that clearly didn't work for us. Um, well, I think this is probably a good point to go to predictions here. Uh, so let's uh, let's start with Scott for predictions.
0: Uh, I am going to go my classic uh, two-one. I don't think we're going to keep. No, I take it back. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go <laughs> four to three.
1: <laughs> wow! Wow, that's a big change.
0: Yeah, four to three. I think it's going to be dicey because it's. Oh wait, where are we playing? Are we playing? I'm playing at home. This is
1: home.
3: Yeah, playing in front of two thousand people at home. Yeah.
0: Four to
1: two. Okay. <laughs> you, two, sorry, All
3: right, I hope that's third time know. lucky
1: for you, mate. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> who, who are your goal scorers? Oh,
2: um, um,
0: Bale gets two. Um, and we'll say uh, Lascelleso is is in this game, and then Dabiel will be in the next one. So. Uh, Lacelso and Sun will come on and score, but just didn't. She'll either come on or go off really quickly.
1: Okay. Uh, Tommy?
2: This is a little bit tricky. You know what? I'm going to say 2 1. And I will say Bale scores. And I will say Lucas Mora.
1: Okay. It's a, that's a good pick. Uh, John?
3: Okay. Well, you know, I'm trying to write, uh, why ride this wave of success after the last game. I'm going to go with 3-1, and I'm going to surprise you by saying I think Bale and Vinicius are going to score, and the third goal will be scored by Scarlett.
1: Whoa. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I could see him coming on if we had the game in hand, but... Um, it depends yeah. on where that one goal comes, I guess. Like, if the, if the three goals happened before the one, I, I could see that happening, but um, I, I also had three one, John. Um, uh, uh I'm gonna roll yours with your success and pick the same score line. I do think it's uh, Bale gets one, Vinicius gets one, um, and I think, um, I think in Dombalay plays in this one, and I think in Dombalay gets a goal. Um, I think we're going to do Lo Celso with the Crystal Palace, and then set up in Dombalay to be able be available for Liverpool. Uh, so I, I I'm going to go with that uh, that slightly different prediction here. Uh, any final thoughts on Antwerp before we preview the last game and roll out of this episode? Let's get it done. Okay, yep, moving on. So uh, this. Sunday we take on Crystal Palace away, so we, we travel across London to, to to play Crystal Palace on just Sunday, December 13th at 8.15 8, a.m. Um, currently Crystal Palace sits in 11th place in the league, so a little bit more higher than Arsenal right now, with 16 points. That's 5 wins, 1 draw, and 5 losses. Uh, most recently they uh, on the uh, yesterday they were able to beat West Brom 5-1, so a pretty impressive victory for them. Uh, prior to that, they lost uh, to Newcastle, lost to Burnley, beat Leeds, and then lost to Wolves. So, um, good performance, followed by not-so-good performances before that. Um, they take on uh, West Ham away on Wednesday. So, when we're, we're playing uh, um, against Liverpool, they're taking on West Ham. Their top goal scorer right now is uh Zaha with seven goals. Uh Christian Benteke is behind him with two. Uh Zaha Townsend and uh is it Urza? As Looks like easy to yeah, me. Easy? Are <laughs> all have, all, I have that's right,
3: but...
1: all have two assists uh their top rated player is aha with 7.21 and townsend is behind him with 6.98 the last five times that we faced crystal palace uh most recently this july was a, a a 1-1 draw prior to that we beat them 4-0 um in september 2019 if you go back to april 2019 we beat them 2-0 uh we lost to them in the fa cup in january 2019 Uh, two nil and then um uh we beat them uh one nil in the premier league in november 2018 going backwards uh um so we all remember that fa cup loss um the the kind of mediocre draw this july after the restart and then uh prior to that uh some impressive wins um uh so what do you guys think on this crystal palace match uh Uh, Given that we have a run of game congestion here that uh, all seem to matter. Uh, Tommy?
2: I mean, this is going to be tough with the congestion, but we got Jose to do it. So the only other person I would trust with jumping a squad is probably, as well as Jose, is probably Rafael Benitez. Um, But Crystal Palace for no slouch. We are playing at Sulphur's Park. They do have some good players. I mean, Zaha's been doing very well, of course, but I, I'm not putting out predictions, but it's, you know, in the past, it's always been like 2-1. So, I wouldn't be surprised if it's similar to that. Like, I, with the, in terms of congestion and just in terms of the players that might be put out, I, if we just eke out a win, like a 1-0 win, 2-1, it's, you know, whatever... I'd be fine with that. I'd, just I get think the w. likelihood
0: that's going to happen is, gonna, is pretty good.
2: Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I'm okay with getting the W so we could get a reasonably rested squad for Liverpool. That's – I mean, unfortunately, that's the biggest hitter right now. So – and we're top of the league right now, so we kind of have to – we've got to budget the players wisely.
1: And they're matching us for point. Liverpool is matching us for points, so we have to be looking ahead. But you can't discount the match that's at hand, and that's important. And that's what uh, I think we did a lot under Pochettino, especially when we had international breaks thrown in and all sorts of other drama. Like we we would be looking too far ahead to the matches that we could see that were going to be important, and then we would just uh, flub it against uh, like a Crystal Palace or a right. Uh, Uh, Burnley or somebody uh, that we should be able to handle. Uh, So it's important to keep our eye on the ball here, isn't it? Um, uh, John? Yeah, and the other thing is Liverpool's got Fulham on Sunday. So
3: um, I think we must assume that they're going to get three points there. We need to be getting three points. Um, I can see the full-strength squad going out on Sunday. No reason at all not to do that. Um, I believe we're going to win 2-0, and um, just for a change, Kane and Son are going to score.
1: <laughs> I like that that prediction. Um, any other thoughts on the game before we go to the rest of the predictions? Uh, yeah, okay, let's, uh, Tommy, uh, let, let's hear your prediction. Oh.
2: I don't know. <laughs> you know what, I'll, I'll do the John special, but we're going to let it. I don't know. Because I predicted two one last time, but then in the previews they talked about oh four of the last or four of the, or four of the last five Spurs games they were shutouts. So, but with this fixture congestion, this is kind of my I don't know. I'm just gonna say I, I don't want to mimic John, so I'm just gonna say we're gonna win one nil. And I will say Kane scores this time.
1: Okay. I think that's a good prediction. Nice, safe prediction. We'd probably be nerve... That would be a nerve-wracking 1-0 win that we'd be watching. But uh, but I think we'd be satisfied yeah. as a result. Um, yeah. Scott?
0: I think it's going to be a really strange match. Because I, I, I have no... I, I feel like... Crystal Palace is always a, a strange place to go. I don't know why that is, but I always feel like something happens. It's the
1: cheerleaders. It's,
0: it's, it's, I don't know. something. Yeah, have, <laughs> <laughs> have you been recorded? No, 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 I haven't. I okay. hope have not. But um, I think it's going to be 3 1, but I think all three are going to happen in the last 10 minutes. I think it's just going to, like, we're going to be sitting here, like, Oh, crap! Oh crap! Oh crap! Oh crap! Oh crap! And then it's going to be like just something, ha- you know. Kind of like I think it's going to be, ago?
2: yeah, kind of. Um, wait, what?
0: Anyway, uh, we so we're that... down
2: one 0 against Swansea at the like eighty-plus minute flurry of three goals. This was like it's oh, when we had the gold kits that year.
1: Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that was a that was an impressive. I have to look report. that
0: up. I don't. I don't have that kind of head for intense Those things. Uh, Kane will get two, and then um, my unlikely Alderweireld will get the third.
1: Okay. Um, I think this is going to be a tight one. I. I just don't see it. Um, like our heads are going to be in different places. It's going to be in the the Europa League. It's going to be thinking ahead to Liverpool. It's going to be a struggle, but I think we'll come out with a win. I think it's going to be a 2-1 victory. Um, I think we get a goal from Kane and a goal from Son because that's a, always a safe prediction. Um, and I think we'll be happy and we'll still be top of the league at that point. Um, uh, Liverpool, though they might start gaining goal differential on us from, uh, um, from their full match, um, I, I still think there'll be a few... Points behind us with goal differential, and uh, we'll be able to hold on to the, the league position. And it'll be, um, we'll be going into a Liverpool match to, to decide uh, who's going to be in control of the league, and that will be, um, ner- even more nerve wracking. Uh, I, I think probably the, the most nerve wracking Liverpool match that I we've had since the Champions League final. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at with this. I think this Crystal Palace is like that hump that we got to get over. We can't let this be the trap game that, that catches us. Um, it, it certainly could. I think Jose's positioned us well to avoid that type of thing, but um, but that can still happen. That still happens to Jose's sides, and, and and we can't overlook this team whatsoever. We can't let this be another West Ham. Um, I. You know, another London club that's gunning for us. uh, um, Any final thoughts on this match before we wrap up this episode?
3: Well, I think it's important that we don't do what we've been doing here, that they don't do what we've been doing here, which is think about the Liverpool game. (laughs) You know, we have been overlooking Crystal Palace because we're playing Liverpool. It's important that they don't do the same thing.
0: I don't that, think I have. I don't, I think
1: I've, I've been. I don't think I mentioned them once. Okay. But good
0: I, on me. Yay! I would
1: not. I, I have. Tommy has. We certainly have. And it, it's easy to do. And uh, that's that's certainly a fair point. Like, uh, uh, hopefully Jose has them grounded. Like, this is what our match is. What we have to focus on this week, uh, and that is a good point because that's that, that that's what brings you to championships. Uh, any other final thoughts before we close out? Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks, John, for your your halftime segment. That was really good. Thank thank you, Tommy and Scott, for being on the podcast. Fantastic episode. But that about wraps up the episode. Uh, so uh, I got to find my my script. Um, thanks to Tommy, Tommy for editing and sound, Charlie for the music, Kevin for social media, uh, John for Lone Player update, Kimberly for the logo, and as always, the Atlantic Barn Grill. Even though we're not watching there, uh, thanks for being there, and we can't wait till you're able to reopen and uh, host us for matches again in the future. Find our merchandise at Big Head Media. Hit the subscribe button and write us a review on iTunes if you like our podcast, or give us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook at Four Star Spurs and our website at FourStarSpurs.com. Come on, East Spurs!
0: Chicago Spurs Twitter is run
2: by a supercomputer.